stability in life is hard, even for Christians. We get hurt, we suffer loss and disappointment. Loved ones die. Some close to us remain far from Christ. Particular sins constantly strive to gain control. The world around us is chaotic. Even Christians we love and respect fail. Wisdom escapes us. Sadness surrounds us. Joy eludes us. Seasons of dryness and distance from our God frighten and unnerve us. Some say, hold tight, grin and bear it. Praise the Lord in all things. Things you've no doubt said to others at times, I have. Things which, while true, rarely equal real counsel. Not when you're the one suffering. Oh, what are we to do? More on that today on Through the Word in 2020. Along with 2 Kings 10, 1 through 11, 20, Psalm 101, Mark 15, 42 through 16, 8, we have Ephesians 1, 15 through 2, 10. Personally, I woke this morning realizing just how much I needed this today. So join me. The Holy Spirit has laid a hiding place of such granite stability it can weather anything. A place of ultimate safety for the heart and mind. Weary Christian, God has spoken to you here. He wants you to know there is help. Not sappy platitudes. Real, solid, life-sustaining, God-prepared provision. Paul prays in verses 16 through 20, that the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to three things. First, that we might know what the hope is to which he has called us. What Christ's heart of love has set aside for us. What his deepest love and mercy delights to give us. The absolute guarantee of our eternity with him. That we might have a real sense of the glory to come to fix upon it, look forward to it, rejoice in it and long for it with great expectation, and to believe that if Christ has gone away to prepare it, how magnificent it must be. Second, Paul prays that we might know what are the riches of his inheritance in the saints. At first, this seems to say something else. We jump to thinking about our inheritance. But this is about God's inheritance. What are the riches of His inheritance? Astoundingly, the text says it is in the saints. Scores of times, God refers to His people as His inheritance. In other words, we are to find great stability in a clear apprehension of how richly God prizes His own. Hear me, Christian. God does not just tolerate us. Christ has not interposed against an unwilling Father. We can face all the stones and arrows of life awry due to sin when our hearts seize upon the depth of God's love for us. He cherishes 
his blood-bought ones. He prizes his saints. He sets infinite value upon the objects of his love. Zephaniah 3.17 says, He will exalt over you with loud singing. Can you grasp that? Can you take that in? God exalting over you, you, weary Christian, with singing. And third, that we might grasp the power of his working on our behalf, so that we might never fear a lack of resources, that we would draw from his strength, not our own, and that we would work out our salvation in fear and trembling, with the knowledge that he is the one working in us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Philippians 2, 12-13 God is working in you. This is the only reason you desire holiness, because he is working. And how great is this power? It is equal to what it took to raise Jesus from the dead and to seat him on the throne of God himself. More than equal to any crisis in life. Greater than sickness. Greater than anything the enemy of our souls can conjure against us. Transcending death. Greater than our sin. It is his holiness. Greater than our failures. It is his victory. Greater than all the demons in hell. He reigns above them. Greater than this life, it carries over into the world to come. Let those soak into your soul today. I'm Reed Ferguson. God willing, we'll be back tomorrow.